Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. What's up, everyone? This is the Go Long Podcast. I'm Tyler Dunn here with Jim Monas. Jim, cheers, buddy. How you cheers, doing? Cheers, buddy. Frosty, I still got my Frosties. Frosty IPAs are still going strong in my fridge. I, I loaded up on them and I just dump them in the cup and sip. Some people were loading up on toilet paper when uh the COVID news hit in 2020 and some people loaded up on their frosty, the IPAs. I've never, I, I could tell you one thing loading up on beer in your fridge. will you will be happy you did it at some point. Yeah. And when I was with the Philadelphia Eagles as a scouting assistant, okay. So this is back in like 2001, 2000, whatever, but we were, our offices were at the old Philadelphia vet before the new, everything was getting, the vet was about to get destroyed, blah, blah, blah. And they basically told us, hey, all the beer, like from the Phillies games and Eagles games that weren't being used, go ahead and, you know, I'm like right out of college. So literally sprinted over to the, I was taking cases of Heineken. Just, I remember my fridge, I've never seen my fridge look like this. I had all like Gatorade and Heineken just, stocked in a fridge you know making no money that was the beer that that was like the most beer they had there and I it was like I was just grabbing it and going like I to be honest I drank all of it and it kind of I kind of had my fill of it from that so I don't even I don't even know if I went back to it but but to your point I like it and I was happy I did it it was like every night you just open that fridge you're like oh I'm glad I loaded up (laughs) <laughs> I just did a hamburger run myself. I was just going to say, that, that's what I was going to say. They, man, I just saw on their Instagram, they just did a um, drop the, wait, it was a good name too. Did you see it? 
I'm drinking oh, it right now. It. Drinking it right dropper. now. The puck dropper, baby. This is the IPA that everybody has wanted, to get right so now. So how is it? I, I, that is one of the coolest. They did a great job with that. It's like fantastic. just the label and stuff. Yeah, it looked great on Instagram. I was like, oh, I got to go try this. I mean, they, they nail the IPAs all the time. You think back to the Juice Box Boys series and we've uh, been obviously Louie, but this puck dropper, it's a 7.2. It's, See, I like has, that. It has a good amount of bite to it. So good Tyler, timing too. You know, everybody in Buffalo is ready to transition into hockey mode. So I was just going to say, once this Super Bowl is over, we got to do that beer special at Hamburg. You know, when things now things are dying, you know, football's kind of calming down a little bit. and We got to do that beer special. That would be so fun. Well, and I, I absolutely want to do another live event with all our subscribers at Hamburg. I was going to say, I'd, I'd like the to mask go mask mandate is no more, so you can go in there without the mask on per as of this week. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, that last con, last week, we were talking about that tanking thing. That, that took off a little bit. People were... People tanking? Were a little, when we yeah. were talking about tanking and how I said... You know, there's a fine line between tanking and the rebuild, you know. I like it. I think that there's going to be no shortage of storylines this offseason, but hey, there's one that's game what, left. That's what the NFL, that's what the NFL has done. It it has and I'm itching to talk Baker Mayfield, to talk Sean McDermott and that Bill's coaching staff, which there's some interesting things to get into there, I think. Very interesting. Um Aaron Rodgers. Where in the hell is he going to play? What's going through his brain at this moment? There's a lot to get into. Can't wait to get into it all. But, uh, I mean, this is the Super Bowl, Jim. I, let's do it. Because we those are all good. for. We have plenty to talk about after the Super Bowl. I know. You and are you know, pl- plenty of time for the seven-round mocks. Oh, oh, well, you know I will not be. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. I just know that you have... I'm surprised you're not wearing Joe Burrow like sunglasses tonight. I was expecting you to have a chain, some Joe <laughs> Burrow sunglasses, because you have, it's funny, you know, I've loved him as a player. Actually, you know, since this last year and this year, before his injury and him coming back. And I've doubted the Bengals in the playoffs. I, I've, I was, I didn't think they could beat Tennessee. They do, you know, I didn't, I definitely did not think they were going to pull that one out in KC. They did. I'm, I got to stop doubting them. Although we'll talk about it. I am kind of doubting them again, but anyway, you You have been your prediction. You have been, you've been (laughs) on the Bengals, and I give you credit. You've back and you've backed them. You put your money where your mouth is. I have, you know, and I, I'm not, I'm not a uh, I'm not a gambler, as our listeners know. I've been mocking the the no. Caesars apps and whatnot, but I did take advantage of the uh, the free money they were throwing around and and get and, out. And, and ho- hopefully, people did take advantage of those uh, those Bengals, right? If, if you don't, if you're just doing a playoff game here, or there, or a Super Bowl, that's great. If you have a parlay right now with Florida International and UNC Greensboro. That's when I would worry about you. And I currently have that right now. I'm going to check soon. But just you don't have a problem. I feel good for you. right? I feel, I'll let you know when I'm telling you to back off. Restraint is key, right? You know, you, you have, have a good just... attitude. You almost I almost feel like you don't really approve of gambling. But it... well, it's just to me, it's almost like 
when you drive like when the i just remember when the when the economy was like really bad what like a decade ago and i just remember driving by the casino and seeing like the parking lot absolutely full and i'm just thinking like these people don't have money to piss away like it doesn't make any sense like why if if you if you're like you know living paycheck to paycheck why do you just piss away thousands of dollars and then what was it's, that i tweeted it out like what was the amount of money that's already that already was gambled on the super bowl as of like monday or tuesday it was in the billions it's like it's, seven billion it's just it is people got seven billion just laying around like it's so reckless and i, I mean i'm not a frugal that. person but like you know nah. be smart like you've these people got you got kids you know you it's, got bills to pay and you're just gonna like i, I would say this for anybody that would want to do it you know, gamble responsibly. I look at it as I look at golf. I look at gambling as my hobby, whereas some people have, I don't golf. So say I was spending three, $4,000 a year, a year golfing. I don't, that's put that. If you want to gamble, do something like that where, Hey, I'm putting a couple thousand to gambling this year. Don't go over it. That's your budget. That's the key. But gamble responsibly and if you treat it like a hobby and you have fun with it and if it you know it brings me a lot yeah. of like i compete with it like it's like competing for me well you're smart i mean you study the stats right that's yeah in your bio. i, mean, like, I you do all you know what you're stuff. doing yeah there's a reason i mean it's you know and, and the best sport i do is college basketball i mean i really have some success with it doing it the way i do it um but anyway we, we'll talk about the super but i just was I, i'm with gambling can it should be treated it's funny. We're going to have to, it's funny when our kids are of age, oh, it, it's like, it's like alcohol and drugs. I mean, it, it's the same thing where it can ruin, it can ruin your life. I mean, by the time our kids are teenagers, I sure as hell hope friggin' TikTok and Instagram is shot into the sun to never return. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to manage that as fathers, Jim. We're going to have to help. Don't, make, don't stress me out. I can't think about it. Yeah. Well, I have a daughter. I have a daughter, though. You know, I couldn't even imagine. I worry about for my son, though. I mean, even tonight, because there was a five o'clock tip, William and Mary against Towson. Towson's point guard was out. Huge. So it was on CBS Sports. William and Mary's getting 16 and a half. I was like, oh, I got to throw that in. So at dinner time tonight, I had to change off. I just changed off uh, Blaze the Monsters on Nick Jr. and just check the score. And he likes basketball. I was, I was trying to explain to him that even though William and Mary's losing, they're actually winning because they're getting to, <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know if you have this in your house, but I'm, I'm here in the basement right now. And uh, we're trying to wean Ella off of cocoa melon. It's, it's a difficult oh, process. It, yes. It I, got process. Walter off, I got him off that. I got him off. You got him off. You got him off JJ. That's big. And yeah, but it goes she's to getting there. Else. Yeah. It's, there's an initial surge of tears and cries of cocoa, but you work through that surge, you know, when you flip the channel to something else, I flipped it to football yeah. and yeah. then, you know, she's playing with her toys. So you just got to rip off that bandaid and things are, things are just fine. But all right, I'm sorry. We got off track Cincinnati Bengals. I do love the Cincinnati you, Bengals. Yeah, I was going to say, give me, I want to hear your, I want to hear your, your thing with the Super Bowl because you've been dead on with the Bengals. Well, I on. think like, I mean, Joe Burrow is, exceptional and he just he's not going to be afraid of his own shadow like Aaron Rodgers was against San Francisco <laughs> you know dinking and dunking and not taking shots at all 
I think that to me, like that's why we see Burrow and Stafford in the Super Bowl right now. These are two quarterbacks who are going to drive the ball downfield. And you know, and hey, I look, I, I'm not going to sit here and brag and say I was an expert when it comes to the Bengals. I, you remember how what I was saying about Stafford? I'm like this guy. He was set, whatever 74, 90, and one as the Lions starter. I, I did not expect him to get to a Super Bowl. I thought an interception would would cost him at some point. I think we're seeing that it that pass rating and sacks and interceptions all these stats that we're told mean the most I, right give me a quarterback who's gonna take who's gonna take a shot downfield right now and, and burrow does that better than anybody oh. stafford's right up there and uh, but also it's i think it's beyond burrow with cincinnati they've got they've got a lot yeah. of really hungry ass players they especially do. on defense i mean this isn't a defense that's just you know they're not the 2000 ravens but They've got guys who aren't afraid. I mean, Mike Hilton, people read it, what he said, that wasn't bluster. Eli Apple, that's not bluster. These guys really do want to kick your ass, and they don't care who hears it, and they're going to give up plays, but they're going to make plays. Mm -hmm. And up front, Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard, they're going to get after the quarterback. Sometimes I just think we make football out to be so complicated, and we're looking at algorithms and metrics and numbers, and at the end of the day, it's like – just give me a freaking like crazed dog out there who's gonna make a play. And they've got enough of those guys on defense. And you got Burrow playing out of his mind. He's on this different level with Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon, nobody is really talking about him. He's been strong. He's been solid. Uh, the Sean offensive McDermott. line, you know, Sean McDermott's favorite player, Joe Mixon. Oh, is there a, is there a story there? Yeah, I'll tell it to you. Okay. All right. We're going to have to hear that for sure. And I just think, you know, you add that all up and you have a team that is going to be down 18 and not bad an eye against Kansas City. Here's, here's what I love about, like you said, we, we can study everything. You can do all the analytics and it, 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 it gives you an idea of how you think the game should go, but that's, what's great about the human part and football. I mean, that chief's, I still can't get over the Chiefs Bengals game, but how can you predict the Mahomes meltdown? Like, where did this come from? Like, he it was a meltdown, and that's what you can't predict when you study all the stats. And I mean, anybody told you they had that lead going into halftime at home? Come on, that game's a wrap. But but that's not how it works, and that's what's so that's the challenge of all this. And that's what even Stafford, I'm with you. I'm not the biggest, I'm not a huge Stafford fan. I respect him. He is off the chart tough. The things we can't measure, like the difference between him and golf, especially from what we now have learned. Easy. Easy. The what? I just said easy. It's a Jared Goff. Well, I'm not going to criticize golf, but the difference. (laughs) Okay. Just what you're seeing is that, that Stafford has some type of, like the team really respects him, his toughness. Yeah, he he bounces back from horrible interceptions. He bounces back. You know, he does have that in him, mental toughness too. Um, and McVeigh must have known. That's the stuff we don't know the day in and day out. But you know, with the game planning, yeah. and McVeigh had to know. Look, this golf isn't the answer. Forget the talent. I'm talking about the leadership, the toughness. Not that golf isn't tough, but there's something different with Stafford with that. Well, teammates uh, just love these guys. They really yeah. do. You know, I, that's the key. We, that's, that's, stuff it's matters. just like, 
It's all that matters. Once they love the quarterback, done. You got him. You got him every week. You know, Joe Burrow's out there just like diving for first downs. And yeah, it's probably going to cost him at some point, but reckless. I mean, I think we probably talked about it, but Nathan White is offensive coordinator in high school. You know, back in, in high school, they would have designed, called runs, scripted into the first drive of every game because Joe Burrow had to get hit. Like he needed physical contact to get into the game. I, I just love that. Like he's, he uh, is, it's like, it, it's so, it sounds so cliched. Oh, he's a football player. Yeah, he's a linebacker. You know, he's got that. He's got that to him and guys love it. They love that. And, and it's going to elevate the play of people around him. And it's that, that shit, it matters. There's a reason some quarterbacks bust through and win Super Bowls. Tom Brady is the ultimate competitor, the ultimate leader, teammate. Guys want to run through a wall for Tom Brady. I don't know if you can say that about other quarterbacks who may be really good quarterbacks who have won MVPs. I'll say this. There's certain schools. There's certain schools that have an incredible amount of toughness. And for Burrow to have left Ohio where he grew up and he goes to Baton Rouge and, and who forever, who's never anybody that's never been there. This is a different world down there. Yes, okay. yes. Louisiana is like, it's, I don't even know what to say. It's not a real, it's not even like real life. And <laughs> it's not, it's as dirty, as grimy, as awesome. Like it's the greatest Louisiana and football are just incredible. And for him to go down there and play with a lot of super, there were superstars around him. Okay. They loved him. They, they bought in. They, he, he didn't have to, like, he earned their respect. That's why they won national championship. That team respected. They played, they, they knew they had the right guy. When, they, when you know you have the right quarterback and you're talking about, man, if he went down there, he, you're not faking those guys out. I mean, he was playing with NFL players. And if you, if you aren't up to their standard, they're getting, they're on to the next. So embedded into the, the fabric of things around there, they hit in practice. I mean, you talk to players who've come through LSU. It's just, it's old school. It's as close to the old junction boys that you're going to see with less miles. Yes. Gra- now they got, now they got friggin' uh, Brian Kelly. Well, they, and they had, uh, <laughs> and they had Ed Ogeron. And they had Ogeron. Ed know, Ogeron, and I, yeah. And I, I worked with Ogeron in New Orleans. Like, he, the guy's nuts, but he fits, you know, he's that. But God, think about Brian Burrow, Kelly. Even, it just seems so not LSU. I, I can't even, I, I can't, I know. I don't get it. But how about when Burrow came out with that jersey on and he spelled his last name like, you know, more like Louisiana, the French style, the E-A-U-X. We should have known then. Okay, this guy, because I thought it was like, that's pretty cool. Then he comes out with the cigar, national championship. Like, I like that. But I'm wondering, I was wondering in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I like it, but, you know, how good is this guy? This is him. He's been, he's not faking that stuff. This is who he is. He loves football. He's tough. And he has that. I hate saying it because everybody's calling him Joe cool now, but he has that smooth laid back style that I do think is, is important to have. I think Josh Allen has that. There's certain guys that you see them hanging out or see them talking and you know, they're like, I like his style. Balls. They got a set on them. It's just, these guys, it's it's high level. You're right, though. It's high level. Stafford, too. Tough as hell. 
it's weird. Like I, I think, oh, I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I, people aren't as jacked up about this game. I think for mm. obvious reasons, you know, Los Angeles no, is this like right. a manufactured market. Yeah. You know, there's <laughs> like the, their pep rally, not exactly much pep in that rally. Then you know, they're, they're, we'll know. see a lot of celebrities in the stands and it's just not, yeah. it's very contrived. And, and Cincinnati is a small market team that, you know, isn't this, uh, doesn't have this tradition, this history. So by and large, like there's just, there isn't a lot of buzz. There isn't a lot of like legacy talk that you usually get into a, a game like this, but I love it. I mean, I love the idea of a small market Cincinnati Bengals team being you. in the Super Bowl that they've got three freaking it's, scouts, <laughs> you know, well, they, Mike Brown run of the show, I they get Joe Burrow and they're in the Super Bowl. Like it's, it, it is, I think it's one of the best stories in the sport in years. It's, I guess it's hard because. I think it, it's weird. You don't have like an attachment to either team. And I'm with you. I don't think people see it as a great Super Bowl. I'm excited for it like you are, but the Rams are just manufactured, right? It's not like you've watched them over the years, like mm-hmm. together fighting to get here. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of like the Bills almost. Like the Bills, I think the whole country right now, you know, would be rooting so hard for the Bills next year because they've seen them kind of each year get close and, you start to know the players and all that. The Rams, Organic. No, yeah, the Rams you have no connection to, right? We just threw them together, boom, let's go. The Bengals, they weren't relevant before the season. This is crazy. I, we might the Super Bowl odds. Jacksonville had better odds to win the Super Bowl than Cincinnati <laughs> before the season. Before the season, Man. that's what I'm saying. So nobody, it wasn't like we had this connection with Cincy. So now, you know, so that's, I think, why you don't have this. It's like these two teams, like, but then you start paying attention and we, everybody knows about the quarterbacks, but go ahead and watch Trey Hendrickson, the defensive end for Cincinnati, watch him play. If if people haven't paid attention and love a a defense, like that's one, like you were talking about balls to the wall, tough all day long, doesn't stop. I loved him coming out of Florida Atlantic, loved him. His whole attitude went down to his pro day to see him. Did you? And you know what they said about it's funny. They didn't rave about him. Um, his it was so ridiculous. But the coaches like football character. He had some asshole to him. Pissed some players off. And guess what team drafted him? New Orleans. Yeah. Right. That's that's how we did Surprised it. Surprised New hey, Orleans didn't pay him. Shocked. You can't val- You can't find. Like I agree with you. They let that uh, you 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 got you drafted them. No, that's a huge position to have, especially like you can't find guys like him. He I, he reminded me he he was you know he has that like Robert Quinn uh, that uh, motor Ryan Kerrigan the motor. That's what I was thinking. Kerrigan Quinn. They just go 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 go. The Saints paid so many other players too, I guess. But well, you know, that's Saints where you got to pick the right Saints, ones. The Saints are in the worst. There's another reason Sean yeah. Payton's getting out of there. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's going to coach again, right? You know, yeah, Sean Payton. Yeah, it sounds like he's he not is. us. Yeah. Well, listen, he's on a lottery ticket right now. Right, maybe the Buffalo Bills should make the move, right? He would coach uh, that we talked about. I would love to see that with Josh Allen. I'm pretty sure. I don't think anybody's going to be able to compete with what Jerry Jones is getting ready to throw at him. Oh, my God. Like you can just, I'm. You don't. Yeah. You don't believe in Mike McCarthy, Jim. You don't think McCarthy's going to get this? It's not about if I do. Train. It doesn't matter yeah. about me. 
I know who was partying with Jerry Jones at the Indianapolis Combine. Yeah, when we were winning the Super Bowl, they they go that far back. Oh, they're tight, tight. That thing's a done deal. When we were celebrating the Super Bowl at the, we were in the done deal. You're, you're, he's going to Dallas for sure. I I don't see how he's not. I don't see how he's not. Got the quarterback to work with. Unlimited resources. I don't think he would go somewhere where he didn't have a quarterback. Um, He didn't said all the right things with the Saints. You know, at the end, you know, it was very. Complimentary, it was, fun. It really was. Farewell. And like I said, I think we talked about it before, but I thought he, you know, I thought this was one of his best coaching jobs he ever did this year. Oh, no doubt. It's but insane anyway. that the Saints had to go through. But yeah, I, I, I think he's, yeah, that, that Dallas. Tom Brady? Too. Tom Brady coming back? Probably. I was thinking this. I thought Bruce Arians would retire when Brady did. That, I'm surprised by that. Could there be something like, did he, did he want to just get out of Tampa Bay? Brady? And go to another team? Was this a master plan or are we to believe like he, say he does come back. It wasn't really this like <laughs> abrupt change of heart. And he, we've talked about the Giselle dynamic. I, not me. <laughs> um, not me. <laughs> But, but um, there's something – I mean, he wouldn't – guys like Tom Brady, guys like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, these quarterbacks who just live in the public sphere and are so in tune with every word that they say and how it will be interpreted, he's not just saying never say never. Like, that's not just some throwaway line. Like, he is saying that for a very calculated reason. I'm actually – that's kind of where I'm wondering if – and this is my, this would be my outside the craziness thinking, but that's why I was talking about if Bruce Arians is sticking around, I see no reason why Bruce Arians is still coaching. The guy is, I mean, he's done it all. We talked before he went to Tampa and on the phone about Tom Brady for a bleach report story. I came away thinking this guy's done. Like he's done. Like he, he's perfectly fine being retired. I don't see. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I wonder if he's like, Hey man, let's play next year. See how it's going. Hey Tom around week 10, get you geared up, you know, come on in and let's roll, get you a couple games, get warm and playoff time. Wouldn't that be something? It'd be, it'd be great. I don't want him to retire. He's Hmm. great for the game. He's like compelling. Keep playing. It's a different if he was Roethlisberger or Breeze out there that were on. They couldn't even throw the ball 20 yards. I mean, the guy was still <laughs> firing it. Yeah. What, all right. So what about uh, McDermott and Joe Mixon? Oh, so, okay. Now, so Joe Mixon. So um, definitely had a – when you scout players, and you you probably do this, the way you talk about um, – who's the one player that you just love this year that uh, – but when you just fall in love with a player, okay, Joe Mixon was that guy for me. Like I was just like, I loved everything about him coming out. I've never seen a, a running back with his size actually run routes and have natural and catch the ball. Like he could for like as big as he was. So like, not that he was some, he wasn't like some, a lot of people love Joe Mixon, but the issue was 
he hit that girl. Yeah. And it was ugly. And yeah, just a little like bit of an issue there. Mind-blowingly ugly. So obviously, you know, that, that, that story, you know, he actually never, I'm pretty sure he was pretty clean from that incident. So we needed to show, you know, we showed Kim Pagula, we made, you know, let her watch the video and, you know, told her the whole story. And, and this, what's great about Kim is, hey, you know, if he was at that point, he had kind of been removed from it and it got cleared up the best it could. Um, it, you, to, to watch it is awful. Uh, there's no justifying what he did. No. But um, anyway, so we had him in the Buffalo for like our third, you know, you could bring 30 guys in before the draft. So I was like, well, let's bring them in. Kim can meet with them. Sean can meet with them, all that. So Joe, we're sitting at the, in the cafeteria eating before he met anybody. He had just got in and we were just sitting there and Sean and McDermott comes up to the table to introduce himself to Joe Mixon. And Sean comes over, puts his hand out, like, Joe, nice to meet you, Sean McDermott. And Mixon was eating, looked up, and was like, um, nice to meet you. What do you do here? He looked at Sean and just said, what do you do here? Now, remember, Sean had just been hired. I mean, we, he literally was probably in that building for one month or maybe two months. Ooh. Mixon didn't know who he was. Ooh. And Sean just said head coach, and he kind of walked away. And uh, Joe was off our draft board. He wasn't on the board after that. No, no, no. That wasn't happening after that one. For over the uh, not knowing who the head coach was or over the – Yeah, he didn't win himself. He didn't win no. any points on that one. Hmm. Yeah, that will do it. But, but it was just like, <laughs> what do you do here? <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and uh, and that would be a blow to the ego, right? You know, you're the head sure, coach of the team. If you think about it, you know, if, if – if coach, agent, I, I'm going to cut Mixon a little bit of slack. I, now, if this is where you need, this is where his agent would have needed to maybe, hey, when you're going to Buffalo, you know, text him, hey, here's the coach, new coach, here's his history. But those guys are on such a crazy, what, what those guys go through before the draft, they're going to like a different team every day. Like they don't even know what city they're in half the time. I, I'm not lying to you. When we had Odell Beckham here, it was right after their pro day before that draft. He was like, he could barely stay awake. And he was just like, whatever, man, if you draft me, great. Um, he, he was worn out. He just, and he had a party back in New Orleans the next day. He couldn't wait to get back to. And I mean, you take up. that stuff into consideration, but I imagine a lot of people running teams. If a, if a player seems checked out, it's like, all right, let's get, we're not going to draft this guy. Like character. It, when I say, when I say he was just tired, like Beckham was just like, like, oh, I know. I agree. I'm just saying like some people oh, might actually take that into consideration and you would be surprised. You, yeah, I shouldn't say you wouldn't be, but it, it's people really, some of those guys, like a lot of people tell them, treat it like a job interview. But some of those guys are like, look, my job interview is my tape. You know how good I am. Did you what and else? Doug want to draft Joe Mixon then? If it was up oh, to you? I, oh, we would have, we would have talked about him. He went, we would have had to have taken him. Pull it up. That was the, well, no, this was the Zay Jones draft, the um, Trey White, the whole. So, oh, I know what it was. We were thinking about, actually. You took he would have Zay Jones. So, no, it wouldn't have been. It, yeah, he would have been in the mix. 
where did Mixon go? What was his second? Where, I got, he, was, he went 48th 30. overall and you took Zay Jones 37th overall. So it would have been something to discuss. It, that would have been on the a board. greater decision for me. Yeah. And Sean was high I, on Zay Jones. I like Zay, but I like Mixon better. Mm-hmm. I did. I was a Mixon. I was right. I like Mixon as much as I like Trey Trey White. I would have been like, I mean, I would take a corner over a running back at that point for us where we were at too. But and we did. But Alvin Cook was, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I tell you what, it's 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 pretty wild. You look at their their numbers and. Dalvin Cook, 4,820 yards, 39 touchdowns. Joe Mixon, 4,564 yards, 33 touchdowns. And production-wise, he's been right there with Cook. But anyway, it's the Bengals have done some impressive, impressive drafting. The, the Hendrickson signing, the Ojanobi D-tackle who got hurt. Yeah. But they've done, personnel-wise, Duke, Duke Tobin's been there for a long time. What could you tell us about him? Because they don't have this no, deep roster of personnel people there, I, right? I mean, I, he's, he's, he's there. My, he was always one of my favorite people to talk to on the phone because he was very um, laid back, very, you could tell, very intelligent, efficient with his conversations, like wasn't wasting time. But I always just liked him. I know he loves football, always was a guy you would see work. You know, he loves scouting. He loves, loves scouting. He doesn't want to care about the recognition or getting anything. But I don't know what they've done differently because I've been – I'd like to know what if, if they – as I – when we got out in 17, they were committing more to their scouting department. They were starting to build more. They were getting ready to get more guys out on the road and – I, that was always like the thing. They just didn't have scouts, like many scouts. Like we used to say they would draft right off Kuiper McShay's list. Like, because <laughs> Kuiper McShay would always like their drafts because they were taking the guys they were recommending. We're like, so, but man, you can't argue what they've been doing. I mean, they have been, it's been home runs, home runs. And it's funny in their offensive line, they've invested in that O line, but it's, that's probably the shaky part for them, which is, Back to football, man. We went, I know we went on a tangent back to the game, but all right. Well, you know what? Before we get back on football, since okay, we're on go our, ahead. We're, since we're on our bullshit right now, I just I mean, this has nothing to do with anything. We were just talking about it before uh, we dinged record. I mean, th- th- this this lift ride that I had yesterday, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, wild, yeah, yeah. Jim. Like, and I, you know what? If anybody out there has a crazy ass Uber story, lift story, tweet us, let us know. I, you know, I. I usually I rent a car on these work trips. I this time I was like, you know what? I'll just I'm just gonna lift my way around. And I had an early flight this morning. I can't wait to tell everybody about this. I just I just can't quite yet. But I am writing a book, and it's been taking me all over the country, and it's been a hell of a lot of fun. It's and I'm gonna been- incorporate go along. You know, definitely our subscribers and our readers, they're oh, gonna. Man they're going to become a part of this in a big way. And, you know, we're going to get happy hours going, we'll get excerpts going. Um, it, it's been, it's been a riot. And, uh, but anyways, I was in St. St. Louis, Missouri of all places for, for it uh, last couple of days. So flying out of St. Louis and my flight was, uh, I don't know, six something. So it's four something in the morning and I get a lift and, you know, I'm not one to just, you know, 
get into a conversation with uh, the Lyft driver, the Uber driver, just like, let's just, let's just go. But he was a friendly guy. We got to talking insane life, insane. And I don't think he was making it up. Like I had the radar at full blast trying to figure out like, is he making this? I really think this was truthful, but everything that I say is allegedly because, you know, we don't want to get sued or anything. So this is what the Lyft driver, he is apparently a driver or he has been for decades for celebrities and actors and singers. And he was just riffing and ripping like crazy stories one by one. Apparently Metallica, he said Metallica, he had them in the back of his car and they're just doing like lines of Coke off of strippers in his car. So he said that. I said, well, you, I mean, you're, here, you're here in St. Louis. He's like, oh, yeah. Nelly. I said, Nelly, the rapper? He goes, oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've driven Nelly around. And, you know, I had to question the age of some of the girls he had with him. It didn't seem quite, quite, you know. Is this, should this be your book? No, it's not, but maybe it should be. Jeez. And who what? else was he? He said, he said Nicolas Cage was awesome. The Nicolas Cage, like, wanted to drive his car. So he has, like, his range of people are, like. Kevin Spacey took took him around. Um, who else was there? What, God, time, there was wait, what time in the morning? What time in the morning was this? This is four. This is like four twenty-five a.m. So that's what I'm saying. Like, take it with a grain of salt. Allegedly, I don't know. You know, I mean, if I was driving a Lyft or an Uber, maybe I would just be making making shit up just to have fun, okay. right? So, but he was pretty me. sincere, and I and I said a couple times like. You're making this up. Like, I don't like what? And he said, okay. oh, no, no, this, this is what I do. You basically just teed me up. So what if I was your Uber or Lyft driver? So in 2018, when I was working for that AAF league and it shut down. So go back to Charleston, South Carolina, where I was living. And I was like, you know what? I need to do. So I became an Uber or Lyft driver. I absolutely loved it. Like I can really? tell, like, oh yeah. Now I, 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 to do it in Charleston at a beautiful city that you love oh. and everybody's in a good mood because they're on vacations and you know what I mean? It's just, I didn't do any of that night driving. I wasn't dealing with the crazies. I was doing it, you know, I was, I had a, I had a blast with it, but I always thought people thought like, if people said, what did you, you know, people ask you, you get a long ride. Like you said, you start talking, Hey, what'd you used to do? Um, I was director of player personnel for the Buffalo Bills. Um, like, and then everything stops because I feel like they're checking their phone right away. Be like, hold on, wait a second here. So sometimes I would tell them like, if, if they would be like, no way, no way you did anything. I was like, yeah, I'm not making this stuff up. Cause sometimes some guys would be in there talking about football and I'd be like, just, you know, saying stuff and you could tell they were like, what? How do you know that? Like, or what? <laughs> yeah. So, so you told but them that I, you, I thought you were going to say that you made, made stuff up just for fun. I wasn't making, no. And you know, I'm, oh. I'm pretty much like I am on the pod. I just, whatever. Um, but I was a five point, I had a 5.0 for Lyft and a 4.98 for Uber. And I swear, I swear that had to be a mistake. You don't know who you I pissed was, off? No, I couldn't have. I'm telling you, I was very, I was better at that job than I was as director of personnel. <laughs> I never knew that you did that. That's incredible. 
and it was fun. I mean, it, it probably made I good money. It. Loved it. Like I said, I for for where I was in my life, that was it was good. Now nice. I I couldn't do it forever, but it was good. I wanted to get your opinion on this before I forget too, Jim. Like, so all these coaches are getting hired, all these GMs yeah. are getting hired. Do you notice like anytime somebody? Get, <laughs> I was just joking joking around about this with a buddy in the media who's a a, a mutual person that we know anytime somebody's hired like the the string of tweets from like other reporters who just instantly go well respected well respected like it's 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 you don't like you don't see the opposite you don't see somebody hire and be like eh, i don't know you know may, he might not be any good and and yet the history will play out that most of these hires aren't going to work out they're not Most all well respected. They're not all going to be home runs, but no. well respected. Hell of a hire. Like nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. It's just like grading the draft. It's just like we talk about after the day yeah. after the draft. Nobody played a game. But it's back scratching. It's back. It, it, I'm, I'm going to do you this favor. That, maybe give I me would, a scoop yeah. down the road. It's how the sausage is made in media. And maybe nobody cares about this, but no, but I, know, I, think I, I see it all the time. I, the, there's a the media head coaches the, the the prepared head coaches are very media savvy and have a pr person in mind with them because it's important mcdermott brought Derek boyko from philadelphia for a reason they were tight he needed that that's that was a major major position for him to have somebody he could trust in that position because you want like to your point like yes now I get it why the media is saying, oh, he's respected. And they're hoping Messaging. that he picks up on it. Hey, yeah, I like this guy. He was nice to me after I got hired. I'll talk to him. But, but it's a lot of like I do think, more, more so before guys are hired too, where here's a yeah. list of names to watch. To watch. And it's like, I know, I know. Even I, so, but like, I don't, to be honest, I don't, it's like, I still, people ask me about a hire, you know, whatever, Doug Peterson hire. I never worked with Doug Peterson. I have no clue if he's a good coach or right. not. I don't. He won a damn Super Bowl. You know, when I, I think. He won I, a Super Bowl with, he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Do I? Incredible. Here's what I worry about. And here we go on a tangent again. But this is like, does Peterson and Trent Baalke, do they have any relationship? at all no seems like an arranged marriage agreed and that's when i you know how i talk about that so that worries me but you know you got a guy that he's he, he's proven to do some good things peterson right as a he really has you can't deny what he did yeah i mean i i feel like it's it's so hard to have an opinion on any of this just watching I the bills closely. Yeah, I do like, I do like Shane and Dayball and they're in lockstep. And I think the Dayball right. knows what he's doing. I love the Belichick, Be um, Saban I, connections. I think there's I, enough yeah, there to, you. to have an opinion, but there's so much going on right now that it's hard to really I, have an, it, it, they're all educated guesses. They really are. I, Mike McDaniel in Miami. I don't know. Seems like a smart fella, but. I don't know. I've been with Joe Shane. I've been with Joe Shane at schools forever on the road. So you know. Yeah. No. I don't. Oh, you don't know. You're saying you don't. If you don't work with a guy, you don't know. Hmm. You're guessing. 
for the most part. Now, did I always think Joe was always a nice guy and I always like talking to him and all that. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how good of an evaluator, obviously he's a good evaluator. He's proven it, but there's a guy that I, I know enough and I, I can't tell you if he's going to do a good job or not. Is Brian Flores going to coach in the NFL again? That's what he pretty much was willing to risk when he did it, you know? Yeah. I have to, you know, I have to think he was, would think, you know, I think he will. And here's my, the only reason, here's the only, I'm guessing at this, because I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of removed from this, you know, being removed now for a little bit, I'm losing, I don't know who he is friends with in the coaching world, you know, like those guys take care of each other. But the problem is Belichick point. is going to be stepping, those guys do take care of each other, but yeah, Belichick's going to be stepping down soon. So, you know, I don't know who is else. Is he though? Oh God, maybe you're right. <laughs> All right. Um, All right sorry. Let's get back to the game just before we uh, call it quits. Well, yeah, so, so we, we talked, we talked a lot of Bengals. Yeah. What about the Rams? Yeah. You put it perfectly. It's this, uh, you know, they basically, it's like LeBron was running the Rams NBA, and NBA, just got, got some stars like. together. Mm-hmm. Do you, just felt NBA like. Are they creating a are they creating a, a a new model like you know screw your draft picks trade first trade seconds get get the Von Millers get the Odell Beckhams get Jalen Ramsey get proven all pros Pro Bowlers star caliber talent and just don't even worry about the draft is that is that is that going to be a model that um, catches on yeah. Starts a quarterback, starts a quarterback to sell out. They basically, once things were going well, okay, we got Stafford. We, they, they basically mortgaged everything for Stafford. At that point, you know, hey, at this point, they felt good at whatever midway point. Let's get Beckham. Let's get Von. Let's go. Things are looking good. I like how we're looking. I like how we're looking. Like, let's go for it. Yeah, it, it's it was I, easy to criticize, but it's it's worked out. Uh, you know, you got to get the right guys. I mean, Von Miller still has the game thing. left. It, it's hard to say that that can be a model. That's it's hard. Like so, basically, you're, what's your model? Um, if you really think about what the Rams did, so your model is take a first round quarterback, go to the Super Bowl with that guy pay him he stinks cut him <laughs> yeah and then let's just go after Stafford now and this is our last shot because if this doesn't work we're getting fired anyway and the next staff's gonna have to deal with having no no picks or money tried and true the blueprint so I don't know if this can be I don't NFL. know if this can be I don't know if the NFL I don't think it, I don't think it can be a model like the NBA I think the Rams kind of it it worked this way, but you have to have a lot of people like an owner look at you and say, you just, yeah. Hey, Jared, like it takes the right, like confluence of factors. Like Jalen Ramsey was in Jacksonville. 
Yeah. He's he he has a literal Brinks truck, right? He arrives in a Brinks truck, whatever that was. Like he wants to get paid. <laughs> Doug Marone is the head coach. There's all kinds of bad blood. They they had that one you know incredible season. Then everything falls apart. Like like it, it behooved Jacksonville to move him for LA. To, I mean that and that's a premier position. That is a you need a shutdown cornerback in today's NFL. He makes if he makes that defense go. So you need just yeah. If you can have like a player are, like that, how many of those players are going to be available on the trade market? Well, that's no. what I was just going to say to say you need, you don't necessarily need a shutdown corner because they're too hard. They don't even exist. I mean, there might right. be three or four guys that, and shutting that even that's hard for those guys with the way the rules are, but talented cornerback, we should say, really. He's, well, he's one of them to, to your, to back you up. He's a rare guy at the position. He is. And then Von Miller's an edge rusher, and you have other pass rushers, so you know he's going to get one on ones. It's those guys aren't going to be available. No, and he just said he was he didn't even want to get traded. <laughs> so I tell I you what, what, he, what he did in that Super Bowl in 2015, it, it was spectacular against Cam Newton and the Panthers. Oh, great player. Great. But if you're the Bills right now, I mean, you're the Buffalo Bills, and you've, you just paid Josh Allen and. You've got you've got a team that could win the Super Bowl. Um, granted, you're picking at the end of the rounds now, but I mean, if somebody becomes available, you probably should tr- trade for a veteran, something that's proven. Well, they're, they're in a spot. They are in a. I mean, they could do an all-in. Like they could. I mean, now that their quarterback's in place. They could, they could, they could get a little, yeah, they can get out. They can get after it if they want to, you know, and pay for proven players. You've drafted so many D linemen first and second round and and they're all just kind of okay at best. Trey Hendrickson, Cincinnati paid him a lot of money. It was criticized. I agree. He's been incredible. He's made a difference. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I think you'd have to, I didn't even, I haven't even looked at the free agent stuff yet. Um, You're you're grinded on your mocks. You're grinding grinding that mock tape mock season do you wake up and you just you know eat mocks for breakfast i if he goes fifth they could possibly try oh it is the like se- the most the seven round mock i don't know how people do it but i don't know how people read it it's um why would i want to read anybody's like if you would ask crack. me if 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 you would have asked every director or player personnel in the NFL for them to put out a seven round mock. We, it would be the best thing ever. Nobody has any idea. There probably are seven round mocks. It would be more accurate than ones we would put out. Like, we don't know. We don't have any clue. It's a scheme fit, Jim. He's a scheme fit. High, high IQ. Here we go. Oh man, it's that just oh, the season. I know what I wanted to, to go because we're all over the place. But remember, we were talking about people with bad, like not letting their hair go. And I always could never believe, like you man, think about. Like, well, we no, we did. You and I did it. But we also aren't. I can't. This is the, the people that are just the superstars. That if you're bald, your life's going to be okay. LeBron James, Tiger Woods, right? Those are the most famous guys, like to me, where I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, you look ridiculous and you guys are the greatest. So 
so many people say one. that that oh you you do have another one i was gonna say the demise Dude, of the lakers it, it starts with lebron you know not shaving his <laughs> head probably well the guy that i'm gonna bring up is on the same level where he's could be the greatest ever at his sport Ooh. nadal rafael nadal i gotta look this up i haven't i haven't looked his hair in a bad place it's so stringy the back like the back is just gone and he's it's it's all that headband that headband's going back yeah it's my agreeing and he is once again he's tiger lebron possibly the greatest ever to sport and he can't just let it go Mm. in shape great player what is what is your hair doing for you other than making you look ridiculous what's the yeah just i'm just thinking of uh george costanza you know when he's checking out elaine's boyfriend's head he's like doing the analysis on the top and oh yeah you got your basic basic you know well remember george was remember george would try that cream and elaine got so mad at him remember elaine started hitting him because she couldn't stand it and he got rejected by the bald woman i mean that pretty much sums up that show how they can do that oh but he tells the guy live live damn it maybe Raphael, he's still in that live damn it mode when he shouldn't be <sighs> it's rough i tell you what i mean our lives just changed we shaved our heads and it was uh yeah, but thing is we have friends that like my friends were basically like hey man you can go ahead and let that go i was like yeah i know like yeah. they knew I was whole. Like I had some, you know, I, they were joke about it. I didn't have friends though. Terrence Newman knocked sense into me when he was with the that's Vikings. Fine. Yeah, it's good though. Somebody, whoever, somebody did. Then I would say, then you should always stay in touch with him. He was. That's I like that he said something to you. Um. Nobody's. They're too afraid to tell LeBron. They're afraid. Too afraid to tell Tiger. Too afraid to tell Nadal. Guys like that, they just surround themselves with ass kissers that are going to tell I them what they want to hear. Somebody like, come on. There's got to be so, every like even these, you know what? I feel like Tom Brady, a reason that he wins all the time, he probably puts people in his. I could be wrong. I think he probably puts people in his inner circle that will tell him when his shit stinks, or you know, that aren't just. I don't think he has 100% yes men around him. I think he's got f- family and friends and people who will give it to him straight. He has one person. That tells him straight, just sell. I'm gonna tell you why. She makes more money than he does. Yeah. She doesn't have to be his yes man, yes woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he needs to be yes man to her. That she's LeBron, she's Tiger. And that's that's the battle right now. I mean, to she's be a fly the on the wall with she's those conversations. Her. She's the best at her. Yes. Man, she there doesn't want is. him to play. I mean, she didn't want him to play four years ago. She's probably like, it's, yeah, it's time. Hmm. But I do, I think she probably tells him. I, she seems like she would tell him what, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. What was after the, uh, the 2011, 2012 season when she was just like ripping Wes Welker for dropping the ball? And God, she <laughs> was, was right. Great. Yeah, she was. All right. Predictions. Everybody should just check out golongtd.com, right? It's going to be up Friday. So, you know, go there. Yeah. For your picks, yeah, such, yeah. Don't don't 
Make your own, make your own pick though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're not doing Louis locks. Those have been on hiatus. Not my playoff. My playoffs on your, on go long have not been Louis locks. It's okay. It's okay. Well, by the time people are listening to this, True. they probably either already attended the happy hour with Stevie Johnson or want to check out the replay, but we are going to get those back in full force this off season. I can't wait. Exciting lineup, current players, former players subscribe, go along TD.com only for paid subscribers, hang out with players around the league. It's going to be a lot of fun, Jim, starting off with Stevie. It's awesome. One of a kind. It's awesome. All right. What do you say? Shall we? Thanks everyone for listening, watching. We'll be sure to include the video online like we have been and uh, enjoy the game. Have fun. Throw a beer back or two and make it Hamburg Brewing Company. Thanks, everyone.